Hello, my name is Jillian. My name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast. Hey everyone, this week we have a really special episode for you guys because we interviewed none other than Mary-Kate Wiles, who played Lydia in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and has gone on to do some incredible projects with Shipwrecked Comedy and beyond. It was such a pleasure talking to her. She is incredibly lovely and we're just so glad that we get to share this interview with you all and I feel like we we got through a lot of stuff but there's still so much we didn't I know. get to talk to her with her about. We've technically met her a couple times yeah, before. Yeah, we've met her a couple times. Mary Kate, if you're listening to this, sorry we didn't mention that we've like seen you in person before. Yeah. We Let's see. We both saw her together after uh, Solve It Squad with the yeah. Tin Can Brothers play. Where um, I was like, you go. And then you were like, you go, you go. Where we were just shy. Where else? I was at the Poe Party premiere and I was like in one of her, You're like in, in the one background of, of one of her videos. You shimmy. I shimmy. <laughs> she looked back at you. I know. You don't recognize me. It's fine. Yeah. And then I have a picture with her from VidCon 23rd or 14 it was like at this meetup and I was like standing outside of the circle and she looked at me and I'm like yeah I'm that fan who's just gonna <laughs> wait here <laughs> so That's great. Uh, we'll post our respective photos of when we've previously met her and also our our new photo yeah. of meeting her together it, yeah now we're not creepy fangirls <laughs> we've met her had her over it was a delight it was a very fun interview yeah so without further ado Mary Kate Wiles Welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of the Pemberley Podcast. It's especially special this week because we have very special guest, Lydia herself, Mary-Kate Wiles! Yay! How special is it? Very. The most special. Yes. Uh, Well, we're really excited to have you here. Thank you. Um, Let's start at the very sort of beginning. What made you want to go into acting? Oh, that is the beginning. I was expecting, like, (laughs) the beginning of LBD. Um, The beginning of acting. Well, I was was an only child, and I was always in dance classes and choir and Mm. watched a lot of Disney movies, Mm. and I spent a lot of time putting face paint on myself in the mirror. (laughs) So I don't know how my mom was surprised when I said this is what I wanted to do. But I think probably most people who have followed me at all will know that seeing The Lord of the Rings for the first time was the thing that very solidly made me go, that is what I want to do. Whatever that is, (laughs) that's what I want to do. And yeah, uh, pursuing an acting career is much like trying to take the ring of power to Mount Doom. So I'm doing it. Yes. No, we're happy that you How old were you when you saw Lord of the Rings? I was 14. Okay. I mean, and again, like I... It wasn't, like, out of the blue. It was a thing that I... I liked performing, for sure, but that really set me on the path of, like, pursuing acting in school and wanting to go to USC, which is where I went to college, and wanting to pursue acting there and wanting to come to Los Angeles and all of these things, so... Was there a character from Lord of the Rings you most resonated with? (laughs) (laughs) We want to talk about Lord of the Rings. We want to talk about Lord of the Rings for a long time. Lord of the Rings podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love Frodo and I love Sam. Those are my two favorite characters. 
Brothers and I would flip-flop about who is my favorite. Uh, I, I love that Frodo is, like, this the only being in all of Middle-earth who can do this thing and, yeah. like, that. Yeah, and he's yeah. so, like, pure-hearted that he was like, I'm very much, this is the Gryffindor part of me. I'm <laughs> such a sucker for, like, these, like, intense, like, journey savior stories. Like, I freaking love that. Nice. Um, and then, of course, Sam being such a loyal and wonderful friend, which is, like, a quality that I truly admired for a long time and still do but yeah i just love i love that Hmm. story Yes, great story. story. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so being at USC sort of got you out to LA. Yes. And uh-huh. uh, you just started acting after that? I did, yeah. I um, So yeah, so I went to USC and I studied theater and English lit, nice. which has <laughs> no. come in handy. No yeah. with English. <laughs> Hell That's what yeah. It's yes, mostly because I was a very smart kid in high school. Of course. Um, <laughs> I'm not anymore. But <laughs> I graduated fourth in my class of 500. And, like, my mom was like, you want to do what? Like, she was very not stoked that I wanted to pursue a creative field. So she kind of nudged me to get uh, a double major, which I'm glad that I did because um, USC is very expensive. So, you know, why not get two useless degrees instead of just one? (laughs) And I did really enjoy all my English classes. And I think a love of literature has really served me in terms of understanding story. And obviously, like, I've ended up doing a lot of literary-based things. But yes, I came to USC. I actually ended up doing a lot of musicals at USC which is not at all what I expected to do. I never thought that I was very talented in that area or I might have pursued like going to New York, but um, I didn't and I'm glad that I didn't. But uh, like singing and being a musical performer has been much more of a part of my career than I ever expected. Hmm. And then, yeah, so I, I started acting there and then I did my first feature film called Dark Woods when I was a senior. You know, went from there and here we are. Had you read Pride and Prejudice before your audition for Lydia? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was a big Jane Austen fan as a kid. Awesome. In sixth grade, I made my boyfriend at the time dress up with me for Halloween as Edward and Eleanor from Sense and Sensibility That's because awesome. it was my favorite movie at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I'd seen all of the iterations and, well, not all. I haven't seen, like, the super old ones. Um, but, yes, I had read Pride and Prejudice in high school and... I started reading it again um, when we started LBD, but then I kind of abandoned it because I realized that, like, we were doing our own thing and, like, I knew I knew what I needed to know of uh, the story. Sure. I know other cast members have never read it, but I <laughs> will not throw them under the bus. won't them. Them out on the <laughs> podcast. Throw them under the bus. <laughs> That's great. Um, did you have a favorite character from Pride and Prejudice? Oh, yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah. Always. Mm. She's just one of the best. Yeah. Mm. One of the best female protagonists, I think, that's ever been written. Yeah. She's so great. Agreed. Yeah. So tell us about how you got involved in the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and, like, the kind of even literary enthusiasm you were able to bring to the part. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, well, I got involved because I, so after college, I got cast in a show called Squaresville, mm-hmm. which is another web series, and um, we shot that, I don't remember, like 2011 or 10, I guess. And through that, Matt Inlow, the director of that series, was very adamant about like me and Kylie Sparks, my co-star, getting out and meeting people in the web sphere. Uh-huh. And so we would go to these mixers and stuff, and that's how I met Bernie Sue. And Jenny Powell. And um, I don't think that necessarily meant anything, except that they knew who I was. And so they mm-hmm. brought me in to read for Lydia. Sure. Okay. And so I actually read for Lydia and Lizzie um, okay. when I first auditioned. And then um, 
got called back for Lydia and I don't know it was just like always very apparent to me like who like what a modern version of Lydia would be it was weird because when we had the callbacks we did them all together which is not really a thing that you do like Mm -hmm. we were in one room and like everybody read together and watched each other doing their Oh, callbacks. Wow, that's a yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. And there was only one other girl called back for Lydia, and I don't mean to again like be rude <laughs> to her, but she was doing something so different and like weird. <laughs> In my opinion, and, like kind of like sporty and like deeply sarcastic, and I was oh. like, what? <laughs> I was so confused. Because to me, it was just like, of course Lydia's like a flighty party girl. Like, what else would she be? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, that's just like different people bring different things to the table. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, the first rehearsal, I think, I walked in and Ashley was there and she was like, I know what the scandal is. Do you want to know? Do you want to know? What? And was she I was allowed like, to tell you? Yeah, I guess so. It's not Marvel. No. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're right. It was weird that she knew and not Lydia yeah, herself. That's true, yeah, I didn't at the time. Was it the first? It was pretty early on. It might not have been the first one, but it was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And she's like, it's a sex tape. And I was like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what have I gotten myself into? You're like, am I going to have to do this? <laughs> yeah, so that was weird. But yeah, I mean... I don't know. I guess just all of my own experience and having read Pride and Prejudice and everything led to me developing this certain uh, side of Lydia. I think at the beginning, like, well, A, the first few episodes we shot on a day that I had had four hours of sleep the night before. Mm. Um, So I don't know why it was at my peak, but it's interesting to see, like, I think she mellows out. I become more comfortable in her, in my opinion, like, after a few episodes it takes hmm. a little while I think we all were kind of because none of us knew like what this was like yeah. it was very much like new to us and the fact that it was going to become so popular was completely like we had no idea you know and we didn't know like what the audience was I barely knew what vlogging was I really didn't like yeah. I had sort of watched Hank Green after they were like watch this and I'm like <laughs> okay um you know so I think for all of us it took a little time to sort of settle into like okay this is what these people are doing and this is who they are and I definitely for me and Lydia like that was true and especially since you filmed so many episodes in one day or yeah. one weekend, yeah. like mm-hmm. you don't even get to see what the results of that are. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about like sort of Lydia's storyline that really deviated from <clears throat> Pride and Prejudice? I think it's interesting because it's like people ask that and it's sort of like, yeah, some of it was uh, like thought out and planned like the fact that there were three sisters instead of five like Mm -hmm. automatically changes the dynamic Mm -hmm. because Lydia doesn't have a kitty Mm -hmm. she doesn't have somebody on her side um Mm -hmm. so like that is definitely part of it but I think um a lot of it just sort of happened as we went and a lot of it was like you know it just like in a response to like how the audience responded to Lydia and how then she responded in turn to them which I think is what makes it such an interesting project and I don't think I'll ever do anything like it again so yeah in some ways we're like okay and I did have a conversation with Bernie early on that was like okay we got to figure out like why Lydia is this way and of course you always want to do that as an actor like it's in my brain that she's Clearly, like, she feels left out and she feels looked over, so she's going to be crazy and trying to get attention all the time and all of this stuff. But that only, like, 
grew exponentially as time went on and like we did the first round of Lydia vlogs and you get to like see Lydia by herself and all of these things that just completely changed like who Lydia is in our version versus who she is in the book and it's so cool that like everybody let us do that like that everybody responded mm -hmm. to Lydia I mean not everybody there were people that really hated Lydia <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part like we wouldn't have done that if people hadn't been so, like, responsive to her in a positive way and, like, mm -hmm. liked her in that way. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And, again, like, it's not like we set out to be like, we're going to make this, like, version of Lydia that's different th from every version and it's mm -hmm. going to be the best and we're going to have this new spin on it. You know, it just kind of, like, happened mm -hmm. as time went on and as, like, Ashley and I developed our relationship and, like, we have a very close friendship and I think that affected us like wanting to dive into mm. Lizzie and Lydia's story in that way like just all of these factors that you can't really plan that just kind of happen and that's again like the product of it being something that you shoot over an extended period of time which with web you don't really do like that very often um if we had all shot it all like in one block we wouldn't have had time for all of this to develop and mm. It could have been a very different um, trajectory for Lydia in that case. How long did it take to film everything from, like, the first set of episodes to the last one? Over a year. Yeah. Uh, the first day of shooting was in February 2012, and the last... I don't remember what the last day of shooting was. I guess maybe it was in February, because the last episode aired on my birthday, which is March 28th oh. of 2013. So, yeah. Between the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, the Lydia Bennet Diaries, and mm -hmm. the book, The Epic Adventures mm -hmm. of Lydia Bennet, mm -hmm. what was your favorite Lydia moment that happened? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. At the time, I was, like, very into her struggle. <laughs> Because uh, actors are dramatic and, like, you know, we like to play that nitty-gritty stuff. And when all of the terrible stuff was happening to her, I got super into it. And I wanted to, like, play it really as realistically as I could. And again, like, I don't know. I probably would do a similar thing now. I'm older now. And part of me is like, all right, like, you can chill out a little bit. It's just <laughs> acting. But, like, I was very into that. But now, looking back on it, obviously just, like, Lydia's relationship with Lizzie is so important. Mm. And just the episode where Lizzie tells her that she loves her, I think, is... It's a really powerful episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. It makes me cry just like thinking about it. Oh. Yeah. Um, the fangirls were crying. You know, because we were them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm glad. I, I love that most about Lizzie Bennet, like as a show, mm -hmm. that yes, Lizzie and Darcy are like the main relationship, but maybe not. Like maybe the sisters are the main relationship. And yeah. I don't think you get that in any other, you know, it's just, it's different. It's different than any other version of Pride and Prejudice. And I, mean, I think he's that's so only, cool. He's only in like 20% of the episodes. Yeah. Don't you forget it, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. not important here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much animosity. <laughs> Uh, so what are you most proud of that came out of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries? Ooh. <laughs> what am I most proud of? Yes. I don't know. Personally, um, professionally. Hmm. I'm very thankful for the friendships that I made. I'm very thankful for... It's just crazy to think back how, like, if I had not done Lizzie Bennet, my life would be completely different. Wow. Like, it really would. Like, yeah. I wouldn't know all of my friends. I wouldn't be dating Sean. Whoa. Um, who, I'm, you know, is, like, my person for life. And 
it's just crazy how these things happen. Um, and just, you can't like, it's just like life dominoes. You can't like, uh, predict that. But like, if I hadn't done that, my life would just look so different. I think the thing that I am proudest of, I guess, is just the fact that like it as a show affected so many people in such a positive way and brought friends together and, I don't know. We would have a lot of people at the time telling us that they were struggling with depression or like whatever and having something to look forward to every week was like such a huge thing for them. And I think obviously when you go into what we do, like you make stuff so that people will enjoy it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's always been really paramount for me is wanting to have some sort of positive influence on the world. And I think it's easy when you are in a creative field to feel like what you do is not very like worthwhile especially like now when (laughs) the world is falling apart um but it's just a good reminder that that it is worthwhile um and if it means something to one person then it's worthwhile but the fact that we were able to mean something to so many people is like still baffling to me and just like amazing and incredible and I'm really thankful for that so if you could play any literary heroine who would it be and why I get asked this question all the time (laughs) I don't know I don't know there's so many good there's so many good ladies out there that I would love to do I would love to do more Jane Austen people I would love to play Juliet before I'm too old I would love to play like uh Viola from Twelfth Night like there's so many I don't know. There's so many great uh, characters in literature, and I can't put my finger on just one. <laughs> it's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Shipwreck. Yeah. Woo! How'd you get involved with that? Um. So I was in Kissing in the Rain mm-hmm. in 2013. Yes, we filmed in 2013. And you were just an actress in that? I was just an actress, and I was asked to do that because of Lizzie Bennett. And um, obviously that went well. (laughs) Sean Prasad and I started dating. Um, (laughs) And then some time passed after Kissing in the Rain, and they sort of had started working on this party script but it wasn't really happening and they were experiencing some changes like within their group and at, who was I, on the shipwrecks team at that point when you first came on and kissing in the rain um Sean and Sinead and Eileen okay mm-hmm. and um after a while Eileen wasn't as involved anymore and I read the script well we had a table read for the Poe party script that Sean and Sinead had been writing And I always thought that idea was, like, the greatest idea. And I Mm. wanted them to do it so badly, and I kept pushing them. And they sort of had a, not a hard time, but they kind of dragged their feet a little bit on writing it. And once they finally did, um, we had a table read for it, and it was, I just thought it was the best thing. So I thought it was the best script I'd ever read. I was so proud of them. Um, And so that's when I was kind of like, look this has to happen. Like, <laughs> I will not rest until this happens. And I had been a part of a few different Kickstarters at the time. Um, not, like, running any of them, um, but, like, Squaresville and Muzzled and LBD mm-hmm. and Spies. And so I was yeah. like, I feel like I kind of know how to do this. And yeah. so I sort of came on at that point, which was, like, two years ago in December-ish, and helped them plan this Kickstarter. And um, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a producer on Poe Party, and now I'm just... Just a full-fledged, shipwrecked, crazy person. And (laughs) all I do all day is think about, like, what else we can do and how else to... I've, like, really... 
been able to dive into Shipwrecked in a way that I, I don't know, I like care so much about Shipwrecked because it's not just me. And sometimes I'm like, I should spend as much time on my own career as I spend on trying to get shipwrecked out there. But I really like enjoy doing it because it's not just for me. It's for Sean and it's for Shanae and it's for Sarah. And like we work well together and I love what we do together. And I never, ever, 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 ever thought I was going to produce because it's like hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought like, ooh, like actors who produce their own stuff, like they must not be doing very well. (laughs) Yeah, which is like totally a terrible like way to look at it. But I think, I don't know. I don't know like where that came from. I think that is a common like thing, Um, except for now, like everything is so like DIY and all of these actors are producing and like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Felicia Day and like all these women are making their own stuff. And I don't know like why I was so resistant to that for so long. (laughs) And I don't like doing it by myself, but I do like doing it with Shipwrecked. And I have a lot more faith in like seeing us be able to go somewhere and acting just sucks it just sucks you guys it's terrible don't do it (laughs) it will make you hate yourself and your life oh my gosh but when it's great it's great um but like when it's great is like 20 percent of the time 80 percent of the time is like sad and waiting around and i think most of my lbd comrades would agree and so having something to work on that's like your own baby in between not getting callbacks and, you know, waiting to hear back about auditions, like, it just makes your life so much better. And I think, you know, all of us Lizzie Bennett girls have gone on to produce and create our own stuff with Laura doing lightness most recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julia always was. She was working on her, like, theater company even when, yeah, even when we first started. So, it's been really exciting, I think, to see us all kind of move in that direction. And there's just, like, a sense of pride that you get. Like, I, Poe Party is my favorite thing I've ever done. I think mm. it's the best freaking thing. <laughs> um, I think it's a freaking masterpiece. I'm so proud of it. And I, it's not that, like, of course I'm proud of LBD. Of course I'm proud of Scoresville. But, like, I didn't, like, put in the blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, I did for to an extent on LBD because we were all so involved. But, like, projects you act in, you just can't quite have the same love for as something that you, like, literally see from start to finish. Hmm. And I've learned so much about how things get made. And I've, like, I don't know. I just think it's something important for actors to do because it really gives you a much greater respect for the people who are putting together the projects that you're acting in. And then when you get to just act, it's, like, great because you just show up and there's already snacks there. And then you get to go home and not worry about all the other stuff. So, yeah, it's been great. So do you think you'd want to maintain that as, like, producing some projects so you can have babies that you're proud of and then have a couple things where you just show up for the snacks? Yes, And, and the acting, so. but also the snacks. Mainly the snacks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm about to shoot Wayward Guide for Ooh. The Untrained Eye. Yeah, yeah. Which is a Tin Can Brothers project mm-hmm. this next month, actually. And it'll be the first time that I'm, like, on set quite a bit when I haven't been producing. Hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, yes, like, I... Like I said, I just, I have really high hopes for Shipwrecked and I think like my new dream, like my dream has always been like, okay, I want to be a successful actor and make a ton of money and like whatever. (laughs) But my new dream, since like that isn't going quite as well as planned, it's not going badly, but like, am I on a TV show? No, I'm not. Um, Do I wish I was? Yeah, sure. 
so my new dream is like, okay, I can keep acting. That's fine. I can do stuff here and there. But if like shipwrecks can continue to make stuff and make bigger and better stuff and eventually like be making shows for Netflix or whatever, like that sounds cool. That sounds like a thing where I'm happy and like I get to see Sean creating like his best work and I get to like help that come to life. And then like we have a couple weeks break and I go like do some other show for a couple days. Like that sounds cool. Because I think to, I don't know, you just learn as you get older, like the meaty fun roles that you get to do are like icing on the cake. Because most of what actors end up doing in their lives is like co-stars and guest stars and commercials and stuff where you show up Mm. for a few days and you're like the dead body or the victim (laughs) or whatever. And you don't really get to go on these journeys of like creating these really fun characters. And that's, I'm so thankful that like Webb has given me an opportunity to do that. Um, I've been in some indie films as well and that has also been the case, but it's just like, you get tired of just doing like these little things. They're great and you're super thankful for the job and I would take any more commercials any day. (laughs) But especially like with the stuff I'm doing with Shipwrecked, I'm getting to play roles that I'm normally not being asked to play. Like nobody ever, 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 ever would cast me as Vivian Nightingale ever because I don't look like that. Like I don't look like this vampy Jessica Rabbit person. I look like this cute girl next door. And I think I'm pretty good as Vivian (laughs) I'm like really proud of that and it's cool that like with Shipwrecked I get to do that I get to do the stuff that nobody else is going to like hire me to do I guess it is an empowering thing then to like be able to sort of see a project through and really like make it and put it out into the world and have positive reception as well it really is yeah yeah it's awesome it's awesome (laughs) yeah are there any shows out there right now that you'd be interested in, like, being on that show? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we have been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine recently, oh, and I love... It's so great. <laughs> love, love, I actually love Rosa. I would love oh. to play a character like Rosa, and I, like I said, I never will, because I'm, <laughs> like, way too sweet and not tough at all, but she is my fave. She's so great. Can be your next shipwreck project. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tough lady. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I love uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love The Good Place. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like, I'm so sad forever that I was not on Parks and Rec. It's Um. my favorite show of all time. Oh, Mike Schur. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a theme. Um, I also love... Mike Schur, if you're listening. Mike Schur, I'm available. (laughs) He loves LBD. Yeah, big fan. Loves our podcast. Yeah, too. yeah. Like, he's he wanted to be on this podcast, and, and you were like, like, "No, Mary Kate is scheduled." Like, I'm sorry, I'm not sure. Um, I love I Zombie. Oh, nice. Um, that's also one of my favorite shows. So yeah, um, those are those are my faves. That's awesome. Yeah. Are there any shipwrecked projects coming up in the future you'd like to share with us? Um, there are but i can't share them with you sorry um as you all may know we shot a short film called the case of the gilded lily this Mm -hmm. summer Mm -hmm. we premiered it at buffer it's a film noir and it's not very short it's 38 minutes long it's a long short film (laughs) it's a very long short film um and we will be putting it out eventually for the public to see um and so yeah you can Look forward to that, but otherwise I can't really talk about anything. But hopefully there's some stuff in the works. So cool. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. exciting. 
Cool. So we do have some Twitter questions. Oh, Twitter questions. Let's start with the statements first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Ab- just like some fun things people said. Abby Lee had said, not really a question, but her portrayal gave me a whole new appreciation of Lydia. No other Lydia has evoked as much depth and sympathy. So talented. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. We have Abby Steckler who asked, who's your greatest artistic inspiration? Um, that's tough. It changes. Um, just tell us who it is right now. <laughs> right now, I really love Taika Waititi's work. He hmm. is a New Zealand director. He's okay. directing the new Thor movie. Oh, I was like, that name's the yeah. pineapple uh, getup that he yes. wore. Yes, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he did, He all of his movies are great. Last year he did a movie called um, called Hunt for the Wilder People, which is so wonderful and heartwarming. He did a movie a couple years ago called What We Do in the Shadows, which is so good. That title sounds so familiar. It's a silly vampire movie, and it's like a documentary of these... Like, yes. Does it very have old pace in Tilda Swinton? No. No. But that also sounds like a vampire movie, but <laughs> yeah, maybe a yeah. more serious one. Um, what we do in the shadows is just so campy and silly. It's just like these <laughs> vampires great. living in New Zealand and like trying to make life work. <laughs> oh, Jermaine Clement. There yeah, you go. Yeah. All right. I love, 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 love Flight of the Concords. I love everything in New Zealand. If New Zealand wants yeah. to bring me there, please do because you guys are the best and I love their sense of humor. I've um, never been there. No, God, I want to so bad. It's not too late. We'll tag New Zealand in this. Oh, (laughs) New Zealand. New Zealand listens, loves our podcast. Bring me there. That's all I want. Um, So, yeah, he's kind of my favorite at the moment in terms of um, making cool stuff. But, like I said, Amy Poehler is like a big inspiration. And in terms of like the more dramatic, filmy stuff, Kate Blanchett has always been my number one. She's incredible. She's so amazing. She's the best. Um, and she's going to be in Thor. So I'm really excited. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, another question from Julianne. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. What was it like playing such an exuberant character who went through a lot of changes and maturing during the show? Please tell her that I absolutely loved her on the LBD. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> what was it like? It was fun. It was like playing a character. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it was interesting for me because at that point I had played a lot more characters like Zelda from Squaresville, who's very like reserved and snarky and like whatever. And so it was so weird for me to all of a sudden be like playing this party girl and be known as that. And like all of these people associated me with Lydia. And at first I didn't like it because I was like, I'm not like that. Like, that's not who I am in real life. And it was funny, whereas, like, Laura Spencer and I were talking about this recently. Like, she was playing Jane, and, like, she wanted people to, like, see her as Jane, as, like, the sweet, like, loving person, which she is very much to to an extent, but, like, she's not Jane. She's Laura. She's a different person, and, like, we were just talking about our different experiences, and, like, I was fighting against it, and I was like, I'm not like that. I'm really nice, I swear, and, like, (laughs) I like to go to bed at, like, a reasonable hour. (laughs) Um, But then, after a while, we actually, like, at the time, I will never forget talking with Laura about it, where she was just like, it's fine. Like, calm down. Like, <laughs> you can be Lydia to these people. Like, that's not a bad thing. And that sort of helped me get over, like, my own judgment of Lydia. And, like, I do think I am a, f- or I used to be. <laughs> I'm getting older now. <laughs> I am a fairly energetic person, as it is, but not in, like, the party way. So, like, playing the energy for Lydia was never, like, a problem for me. But, yeah, sort of coming to terms with, like, my own 
willingness to be associated with Lydia helped me sort of get over, like, my Lizzie-like judgment of her, I guess. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because, like, it really was. I'm, like, not a person to be friends with a person like Lydia, really. So I feel like that's one of, like, the most important lessons that I sort of learned through the whole thing. Because once I started, once I stopped focusing on, like, the ways I was different from Lydia, I started to see all the ways that I was similar to Lydia. Hmm. And, like, the sort of things that I had experienced that were similar to what she was going through. So, yeah, it's really interesting. What traits do you feel like you share with Lydia? I share a loyalty, for sure. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I share a pretty deep sense of loyalty. And in a similar way, sort of a really deep, like, anger when that loyalty isn't, like, reciprocated, I guess. Hmm. Her heartbreak is definitely not something I would say, like, continues to be, but, like, that is something very similar to what I went through um, at a time in my life. I think most people have experienced a pretty soul-crushing heartbreak. Thankfully, like, uh, my ex-person didn't, you know, try and put a sex tape of us up online. It wasn't public on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's very much also sort of her just, like, changing who she was for Wickham and like sort Mm -hmm. of I definitely have had experience with abusive relationships and so that was definitely something to draw from and something that I felt was like pretty important to show as like realistically as we could Mm. so yeah I hope we did a good job (laughs) Uh, Samantha says hi Mary Kate hi you have a great singing voice Mm. what's Lydia's favorite song and the perfect (laughs) song that describes Lydia. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Love from Australia. Which is really close to New Zealand. It's yeah. so true. So we have an in. Yeah. Yes. Samantha's going to get you into New Zealand. Samantha, do this for me. <laughs> I feel like Australians and New Zealands don't always love each other, sure. but I'm not sure about that. I may be putting words in their mouth. Gosh. Okay. Wait, what were the questions? So... What? What's what? Lydia's favorite song, and what do you think is the perfect song that describes Lydia? Well, Lydia definitely listens to music that I don't listen to. <laughs> she, Top 40 radio. Yeah, <laughs> probably loves Taylor Swift, and oh, I do I not. <laughs> I don't either. I'm right there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time where, like, I couldn't even listen to the song Trouble because it reminded me so much of Lydia and Wickham in a way that, like, oh, I didn't yeah. want to think about. I- yeah. That's a good song then that describes Lydia, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a fair amount of that. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know, that's tough. I we did a lot of like I had uh, Rachel Kylie and I like worked on a, a playlist at the time, so I had a lot of songs oh, right. yeah. that were like for her. There's uh, like some Kesha in there, and <laughs> like also for her heartbreak. And Samson by um, Regina Spector was very big mm. for me with that. But now like Lydia's moved past all that, so I'm not really sure like what song would describe her now. Mm. I would hope that like myself, she's like developed some sort of fondness for like mm-hmm. indie alternative. Oh, cool. And, like, chilled out a little on the Some Lumineers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I had texted my friend Farah right before this saying that we were going to interview you. Mm-hmm. And she had said, what, what? Tell her I love her. And she is great. <laughs> and Squaresville is still my favorite thing oh, ever. Oh, that's really nice. How are you so lovely? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But so so nice. like, I don't know how you answer that, but it's like. You just are. <laughs> it's very kind. I am not always lovely, but I do my best. Um, it's nice when people like Squaresville. I never expect people to be like, that happens every once in a while. People will be like, I loved you in Squaresville. And I'm like, fuck 
cool. <laughs> it's like not the thing people usually say, but I loved Squaresville. So. Awesome. Yeah. And finally, we have a question from Emily who says, Hi, MK. Hi. You're amazing and happy Halloween. Oh, thank you. If you weren't an actor, what other career path would you take? Um, this is a question I get sometimes as well, which has this like easy answer, which is like, well, I wouldn't because <laughs> if you want to do anything else besides act, you should do that thing because, like I said, acting is terrible. We <laughs> have uh, an acting PSA on this yeah, episode. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, but, you know, I my whole deal these past few years is trying to be very honest about the, the realities of what an acting career looks like mm. because I think people just have no idea. They just yeah. have no idea how hard yeah. it is. But that aside, I was always interested in, like, writing in terms of, like, some sort of journalism slant. Not necessarily writing fiction. I'm not a fiction writer. But I wrote a mean essay in college. So maybe something like that. Um, Of course, like, now I'm like, okay, maybe producing. Or maybe selling candles because that's a project I'm working on. Yay! (laughs) Candles are great. (laughs) I... I'm a fairly crafty person and a fairly, like, I'm you have always, your own like, show about it. Yes. I do, I do, I do. And I'm always, like, ooh, like, what could I do? Or, or like, I watch, I w- maybe I would be a cookie decorator. Because I watch, like, oh, all nice. these cookie decorating Instagrams and I just am, like, dying to learn how to decorate cakes and cookies. And so, yeah, there's, like, a lot of things I would love to do. That's but, great. I love it. Thanks. One does not have enough hours in the day. <laughs> So Emily had a two-part question, okay. also asking Hogwarts houses mm. for Lydia, Tatiana, Vivian. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So Lydia, there was a lot of discussion about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was already talked about. <laughs> Love it. It's a lot of discussion about this in the day. Uh, I think we landed on Lydia as a Hufflepuff, okay. which surprises a lot of people. Yeah. She could also uh, be a strong case for a Gryffindor. Yeah. Some people might say Slytherin, but I would argue that those people don't know Lydia very well. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, as for Tatiana and Vivian, these are characters I don't get asked about their houses very much. <laughs> That's fun. Um, Tatiana's a Gryffindor for sure. Vivian is a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very definite. Just came out, yep. I don't get to... Uh, cemented now. Yeah, I haven't been asked that before. I don't get to, like... Um, oh, yeah, I don't get to play Slytherins very often. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's fun. I'm a Gryffindor. Did I say that? I said that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just to reiterate. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, where can people find you online? Find me at MK Wiles. That's M-K-W-I-L-E-S, not Y, which is how they have it at CVS. And every time I have to go pick up my prescriptions, they get confused. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, on Twitter, um, on Instagram, I have a YouTube channel that's MK Smiles, E-M-K-A-Y-S-M-I-L-E-S, which I need to change, but it's just been that way since I was in high school, so there we go. <laughs> I'm on Tumblr and Facebook. I'm on all of the things. Yay. Awesome. And uh, if you don't, please follow Shipwrecked Comedy because they're the best and me. I mean, I'm not like I'm involved, but they're the best, but I'm also involved, so I'm also the best. I don't know. <laughs> Go check it out. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for is. having me. This has been fun. That wraps it up for this episode. Check out our social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pemberley. 
We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash thepemberley. And if you'd like to talk to us directly or have any questions, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And to support the podcast, donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thepemberley, or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps other people to find this podcast. You can find links to all of these pages on our WordPress page, thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com, where we also include links to anything we mentioned on the show. Thanks again for listening. Bye! Bye.